Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. It is a glorious Wednesday. This is the Losing Our Mind podcast. I am your host, Micah Eastman, and today do we have a good one for you. Folks, I believe in God, and I believe he cranked out some incredible creatures. The mighty lion, the canine, the gorilla, the moose, big moose fan, and roughly 2.13 million other species roaming around this giant blue space rock. They bring companionship and awe to our eyeballs. Some are poisonous, some are not. Some are fluffy, some are spiky. However, what we are about to witness is a wonderful display of how nature has no master and there are no laws in the jungle. Oh, it's so good. This is Losing Our Mind with Micah Eastman. I'm going to kick off today's podcast by asking myself a question that I love. It's one of those that has the potential to start wars and incite riots. I've seen a bunch of dudes get pretty animated about this one. I think you'll enjoy it. So, let me set it up. It's a sunny day, approximately 75 degrees. That's important. Blue sky, maybe Bermuda grass on a flat plain. No hills, no clouds, no trees. On one side, you have a 600-pound silverback gorilla, and on the other side, you have a 650-pound grizzly bear. Both in their prime, neither have prep time. They're both moderately hungry if that changes anything. So, I don't know if that helps an animal be more prone to throw hands, or if that just means that they're loopy and tired. But, I have an answer. I do. Folks, I'm going gorilla. I'm gorilla gang, baby. My reasons? I have reasons. That monkey can slang and bang. Bears have claws and teeth and can climb. I get it. It is a formidable creature and I would not want to get slapped by one of those things. Apparently they move like dogs because their front paws and then their back legs adapt and adjust accordingly to their terrain. So they're actually quite agile for their size. But I'm going with the gorilla. They can climb. They got like two sets of hands so he could get his feet involved. That's terrifying. But have you seen the triceps on that fool? If I've got a gorilla sitting right in front of me and he just shows me his tricep, the answer is no. I am not going to throw hands with that gorilla. I am okay. A-okay. Holy cow. Just to put into perspective, the bear is about two to five times stronger than a human without seeing red. Okay? That's strong. Not discounting that at all. But that monkey, the silverback, is roughly four to nine times stronger than a human. Plus thumbs, people. Any animal that can bench 400 raw with no meal prep and can clench and throw a three-piece combo in my general direction is not an animal I want to trifle with. No trifles found here. How does the gorilla prevail? How does the gorilla gang take this W? I imagine it's like this. The bear makes a solid attack. Swipe, swipe, blood and cuts, maybe gets a good one on the chest. Gorilla looks down at his wounds. He's like, oh, heck no. We're not doing that. 
He gets behind him, jumps on the back, peels his wig back, hits him with a couple one-two from behind, grips the fangs, opens his mouth real wide, key eye, elbow down the throat. Finishes with the rear naked choke. If this was a cage match, I've got the gorilla winning 49-47. Maybe split decision. How cool would it be to see the Apex Predators go toe-to-toe? Like, if you knew that you couldn't get hurt, I think that would be pretty legit. Ladies, I hope that you can appreciate the absolute nugget of gold that I just handed you right there. That is a fantastic way to get a guy, and guys, this is a fast way to lose a lady. (laughs) It's one of those questions in the same vein as how many waves of first graders could you take on before getting overwhelmed? Instant classic. So I was reading up for this week's episode and I saw this fantastic article. It's just incredible. Here's the headline. Snake bites boy, boy bites snake, snake dies. How's that for a headline? So a boy known as Deepak was reportedly playing outside and he came upon a type of cobra. So the cobra pulled up and wrapped around the kid's arm and used his chompers to let him know what was up. Like, hey, I'm a snake. You're in my realm. I'm a cobra. No hoods, no goods. According to the doctors who checked out the kid, he experienced what was called a dry bite. So although the chomp was painful and he definitely felt some teeth, there was no poison administered in the attack. Seeing no other option to get his hand free, the little man slapped down his reverse Uno card and bit the snake back. And then the snake died. He lives on to tell the tale, sustain no lasting injuries, and I'm going to just say this. Chuck Norris has been awfully quiet since this story dropped. This scenario kind of reminds me of that one Wrangler jeans commercial where the rattlesnake bites the dude's pants and then the rattler clocks out because the material is too tough. That was peak advertising. The other day, an individual said, and I quote, You're going to talk about that on your podcast? Wow, another straight white male giving his opinion. Well, there's this. Australia was in dark waters a while back. Good old 1932. Cooking up some turmoil, man. The Second World War was only years away. And the stock market had absolutely melted the economy. But the Australian government had offered land to some World War I veterans and they had every intention of getting those men what they deserved. It belonged to them. There was only one problem. It was a large problem. A problem in the form of 20,000 emus. If you are unfamiliar with an emu, they are practically a diet ostrich. Ostrich zero sugar, in my opinion. These large flightless birds can run up to 31 miles an hour, and are the second tallest bird only behind the ostrich itself. But I will say they have a much softer demeanor in my opinion. However, it still looks like a busted peacock and a turkey head offspring. Not a good looking bird. The fellas down under decided it was time to let fire rain and let the emu quake in fear by declaring war. Yes, they were going to assure that Hades and the Hounds of Hell were brought to scorch these heifers off the face of the earth. They were going to war with the emus. Here's the thing. They lost. (laughs) Yeah, so they used 9,000 rounds of ammo, and after only 
capping under a thousand of the birds, the government decided it was not a good long-term investment. So they lost a war to a bird. If I am an Australian emu, I'm gloating. Absolutely. I would learn how to communicate through signs and signals just to throw shade. Hey, fellas, look at my bad self. Crikey, mate, no range, no change, and proceed to moonwalk. What are they going to do? They lost my people. We can all agree there's a difference between good and great. In sports, art, music, etc., there are individuals who clearly set the bar and are head and shoulders above the rest of these peasants. The food chain has the same complex. How do I know? Well, ladies and gentlemen, is with great pride I bestow my proof. In Banff National Park, located in Canada, the reigning, defending, pound-for-pound king of the woods lumbers around in the shape of a 600-pound grizzly bear. What is his name? The Boss. We're going to pause. The Boss. That is legendary, immediate icon, unpause. The boss is the oldest and largest bear in the park, and his resume is stacked. He even has a signature look. I don't have a signature look, and I'm a human. He's missing the top part of his right ear after a skirmish, and he's known and revered as the world's toughest bear. Listen to this stat line. This absolute unit was hit by a train, and he walked it off. This behemoth is double the age of most of his contemporaries in the park. Most of the bears die in their teens in that climate. He's in his late 20s. He is the most decorated daddy. I know. This absolute pop bear has sired up to 70% of the bear cubs in the area. And then lastly, the boss has been known to clobber and consume other male bears who attempt to challenge his dominance. So, just to summarize, this bear rumbles like Shaq, hits like Tyson, and procreates like the Duggars. That is fantastic. I want a t-shirt. If we can get Canada on the phone right now, that's what I want. I'm going to be upset and will throw a tantrum until I get my way. Mm-mm-mm-mm. I need a boss t-shirt tomorrow. I want that bear to clearly display that he doesn't have half of his right ear. And I want it to just say the boss on a red t-shirt. Thank you. Folks, that's all I got for you today. Once again, thank you so much for listening. And I really do appreciate all of your support. It means the world to me. Do me a favor. Just click that zesty little star right at the top of the profile and give this podcast a rating. It would mean a lot to me. If you're looking for more content, feel free to mosey on over to my Instagram. That's Eastman underscore Inc. I-N-C. So that you can see more content, whether it be TikTok or Instagram. They both have the same profile name. I would love to hear what you guys think. Give me your feedback. I love to interact with you guys over my socials. So if you guys want to tell me about a topic or if something's just truly pressing on your mind that you want exposed, I am all ears and I would love to do a deep dive. So at the end of the day, folks, I hope you know that you are a majestic human being. You are cared for and you are loved. Happy Wednesday, everybody. This is Losing Our Mind with Micah Eastman. Have a great day. 